Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing Page Optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome back, loyal listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Uh, this week, I'm very happy to have my guest, Soren Ryard from Working Planet. Uh, he's also going to be a speaker at our upcoming conversion conference in Las Vegas, May 18, 19 of 2016. Welcome, Soren. Thanks very much. Happy to be here. Well, terrific. Uh, so for those of our listeners that don't know about Working Planet, tell us a little bit more about what you guys do. Yeah, we're like the anti-agency in the digital space. We uh, we don't build websites, but we measure them. So we're an analytic team. We're, we're really structured like a BI team that also manages auction-based media. Quite a few acronyms in there. BI would be business intelligence. Absolutely. We're okay. really looking at deep financial data and understanding the impact of advertising on profit and revenue. Okay, now a lot of people are starting to snore among my listening audience. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. But seriously, when you say, you know, I'm a financial analyst, that's usually a conversation ender, isn't it? Why is that important to the CRO community? I mean, you're going to be speaking about that. Yeah, absolutely. So every company in the world has to solve the problem of customer acquisition. It's just, it's not optional. And what we do is take the risk out of that process and make companies predictably profitable by understanding the math. So, yep, I get it. Math, not the sexiest thing in the world. But on the other hand, being profitable kind of is. So okay, that's where so, we can So, you know, like the bottom line, as I like to say often and remind people, is the bottom line. Uh, all of your online marketing activities and marketing activities more broadly should be measured in full knowledge of the effect that's having downstream, Right. That's absolutely right, and that's where we come from. Is you know, uh, marketing is a financial investment in a financial outcome, and yep, you're right. That might not be the most exciting thing, but it is what keeps people's jobs and allows people to grow and do exciting things. Let's talk about a little bit about how this. Uh, and like I said, this is broad. It's in, in terms of marketing. I mean, we're focusing on online marketing, let's talk about where those two cross over. I mean, it sounds like you have to measure, you have to not only go deep as in backwards into your business and to ultimate outcomes that happen from your online marketing, but also you have to go broad across all of your different ways of marketing and doing traffic acquisition. That seems like a kind of a complicated puzzle to put together. It is a complicated puzzle, but it's the puzzle that's worth solving. So we look at the complexity and actually use the complexity in getting better results. So whether it's trying to understand the difference in engagement types by type of media or just simple things like, uh, you know, day of the week performance versus weekend performance, we want to take that back into what you pay for media. And I think that this all started over a decade ago with auction-based media and the migration from flat rate paid media to the auctions first in search and now everywhere. Okay. So yeah, let, let's talk about that kind of transition that's going on right now. Uh, it used to be 60%. Uh, now it's creeping up to 80% of all online uh, media spend is now handled by algorithms and programs and in various marketplaces. Uh, some smart computers deciding if where your ads are going to show on what websites at what time of day 
And you're just adding that uh, additional knowledge of, well, I know what that's worth to my business, so I can back that into how much I'm willing to pay in under a given circumstance. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, we're actually seeing that migration now to traditional media, where NBC Universal recently announced that all of their TV inventory is going to be in the programmatic auctions. So I think that we're seeing a huge sea change where very rapidly almost all media will be auction based. So knowing what to pay in the auction is going to be critical for every type of advertising there is, not just digital. Okay, so it kind of sounds like the intelligence is moving to the uh, to the networks because they know what's effective and where, who's clicking through, who's converting on what, that in a way it sounds like these kind of boutique agencies that manage your pay-per-click spend or campaign or others – are, are in kind of a squeeze. Would you agree with that? I think that the agencies that have focused on creative as being the core of the agency definitely are in trouble. And I think that one of the things that's not in the networks is the understanding of what is going on at the business level. And I think that that's where firms like ours come into play, where we're taking that deep financial data and we're tying it to the engagement data in the site performance and the, the LPO tests, we're tying it to the network data on cost and targeting in order to understand that entire picture and that entire equation about what makes it work in the end. Well, I guess what I'm saying is those networks are probably not going to share their algorithms for day parting or you know, how they how they serve your stuff up. So what you're saying is the only part you can control is going deeper into your business and understanding the economics of it and the financial impact of it. We're not seeing the networks actually doing that great a job on the algorithms. For example, you know, Google has definitely built in some basic attribution models and things like that that are not the best that they could be. They're good starting points for people who are doing nothing. But I think that you really need to look beyond that because, you know, one of the things that we see is that there are not good financial models in the in the programmatic algorithms, in any of the algorithms that are really built into the networks. The networks are very standalone at this point. Okay, yeah, and then that's because they don't have this kind of no, intimate knowledge of what's going on in the business after they deliver their traffic. And so now that sounds like you know Google's grand plan has always been to get as deeply embedded as they can, and that's why they created the Chrome browser, among other things, and uh, you know the Android operating system, so they can see from their traffic what's happening downstream what's happening with the user experience what conversions are happening and they they'd ideally like to get all of that data in google analytics wouldn't they well i think that they have always wanted to be the big data sponge that sucks up all that data i see them using it more to help them make more money than necessarily help businesses make more money and, you know, I think that, that Google's been a very sales-driven organization for, for several years now, and that's really the side that we see. The recommendations um, are really about how to buy more traffic from Google, not necessarily about how to make more money in the end. And okay, well, yeah, there's always going to be that conflict of interest, and we work with some of the uh, the large enterprise account teams inside of Google, and uh, I mean, the, the only conversation they're having is we want to get to the CMO, and we want to spend as much of their budget as possible. Of course, in order to do that, you have to be cost-effective, so they're pushing on levers like conversion rate optimization and, and uh, improving the efficiency of the post-click experience, but what you're saying is, you know, they, they're they're not always going to be watching out for your bottom line. They're going to be watching out for your advertising spend top line. 
Absolutely. Although you're ap- you're right in that there is tremendous common ground there. There are a number of things, and, and conversion rate optimization is one of those areas where it's in everybody's best interest. Um, being more competitive in the auction is great for business because you can tap into a higher level of traffic at the same cost of acquisition. But it's great for Google, too, because obviously you're going to pay more per click. Their inventory is worth more. It's a real win-win for them. And, of course, they're going to be pushing on that. Yeah, absolutely, and that's that. That's kind of what we're finding. There's a terrific synergy there, uh, and you know, from so it's good for uh, Google. Well, I mean, I'm using them as a shorthand for a lot of the traffic for uh, everyone. There's obviously every yeah. It's good for the the people that have the eyeballs and and can direct the traffic. It's good for the business. It's good for consumers because they're having a better user experience uh, as well. Um, and from a competitive standpoint, I think that one of the things that isn't often talked about is. You can beat the crap out of your competitors if you're more efficient. You can spend more. You can really dominate them. So it's not just a matter of uh, increasing the volume of traffic. It's increasing the quality. So it's this multiplicative effect. I absolutely love the goal of being more profitable than your competitors as the way to beat them. It is, it's very difficult to simply win in the auctions by going for a higher bid unless that fundamental profitability is behind it. But you can – Put a competitor out of business by making more money than them. So I'm I'm all aboard on that concept. Um, yeah, I mean, there's I think- really two ways to compete. One is on cost, right? Uh, so I'm going to cut into my margin, or in some cases, even take a loss on uh, acquiring that that first user, hoping over time I'll make it up, or just take away market share by you know subsidizing. You know, a lot of VC funded companies, you know, go big or go home. On their way to being unicorns, they're actually losing a lot of money to buy market share, right? So that's oh, yeah. that's a low profit route. The other is just be more efficient, have higher profits, and then plow those back into dominating the competition. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the, when the focus is make the math better, that really fuels a, a fire that can lead to very rapid growth. And when I say make the math better, it's really getting that alignment of – What's the cost that you're paying for advertising on one side? What's the value that you're making from the customers on the other side? And then that all conversion rate at the center. Okay, terrific. Well, that sounds like a perfect uh, kind of segue to come back after our short break. And I want to talk about the nuts and bolts of how to do that. We'll be back in two minutes after a word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, 
So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Time now to hear some more LPO, landing page optimization. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. Uh, welcome back, everyone. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, landing page optimization. Uh, speaking with my buddy Soren Ryer from Working Planet. Uh, upcoming speaker at the 2016 Vegas Conversion Conference. Uh, Soren, so before the call, we were focusing on kind of why you should do this and all of the benefits of understanding your business model. So kind of at the – what you have is driving traffic. Uh, you have understanding the business value. And in between, you make things more efficient by conversion rate optimization. Let's focus on the understanding business value. What are some typical steps that you would go through to – get at that uh, lifetime value and other considerations inside the company? Because I'm afraid a lot of online marketers are seeing things like cost per click. They're seeing cost per acquisition, but they don't know the efficiency of the sales force, the reorder rates, the fall-offs, the lifetime value, uh, uh, anything like that. So how do you get the front-end online marketers to be in touch with the financial side? You really have to push hard to get the financial data, the customer data, the lead quality data, whatever whatever is happening on the client side or on the customer side. Um, you need to have that information because that colors every decision that gets made about what to do testing on, what to buy, and what to pay for the media in the auctions. You really have to work backwards from from sales and revenue and profit. Otherwise, okay, so are, are we talking about kind of like a, start with average value first? You know, just just get some estimates of it. Where do you pull this data from? So I hate average value, and it's funny that you said that because that is that's a huge that's red what most flag for me. Do. Yeah. Okay. Tell me more. Yeah, I mean, so I eventually you want to kind of uh, segment and understand the value of your whales versus a bunch of people that are probably not making you a bunch of money. Absolutely. And it, it's critical that that not be an end goal, but that be something that you do from the beginning. Because average values almost always paint a very incorrect picture of what is going on. And so when you think about average cost per click in the auction based on some target that you're doing, and everybody can kind of do a back of the envelope cost of acquisition to get to a bid at this point. So if you're thinking about what you're paying, if you use an average value, you are bringing down your the advertising to your best audience based on your worst audience. I mean, literally the definition of average is a single number that describes both the best and the worst of your data or your customer mix or whatever it might be representing. So it's important to segment out of the gate. And we try very hard not to use average values for really anything uh, because it can really hurt you in the end. Um, 
I think so. The, what, so, what are typical segments? Where do you? Uh, what, what are the cuts you're making? You know, is there a way to say uh, first uh, one-time buyers only versus repeat buyers, or what are some kind of common distinctions? People that did the trial but canceled versus those that didn't. Uh, is there any way to? Uh, are there some general guidelines as to where to draw those segments? Well, it will vary by the business model of the company, right? So a B2B company is going to be very different from a consumer products company. But I think that the good philosophical answer behind that is where is the client value? And that's just value of the customer. And that might be order value. It might be the monthly uh, rate that gets paid or what plan somebody is on in a SaaS model, for example, if it's a software as a service company. But there's usually a pretty easy distinction that, that almost every company can make between who's their best customer and, and who's their worst customer. Yeah, you know, it's value. funny because uh, in my book on landing page optimization, I talk about different conversion actions and how to measure them. And obviously, you know, there's the rate of download, form fills, phone calls. Uh, but when you start getting down to the financial stuff, uh, let's use e-commerce as an example. You know, you might want to actually look at uh, revenue per visitor. That's a crude metric. Then you go to uh, gross margin contribution or profitability per visitor. In other words, you, you might be in a catalog selling re- a lot of really low margin stuff and a few really high margin items. And those, like you say, putting those together into one bucket doesn't really make much sense, right? At, that's absolutely right. And we have one brand that we work with that is a home goods products company. And their best customer segment are actually commercial orders for restaurants and hotels. But that's less than 10% of their total sales. If you just looked at the average sale value, that wouldn't really be revealed. But once you get in and segment the customer, you realize that finding new ways to speak to that very specific, very high value customer base is the priority. And that fuels everything from conversion testing, page development, the media that you go after, and how you evaluate the entire process. Okay, so what that says to me is as soon as you figured out that you have clumps or lumps in, in, in your customer base, you know, you have the great unwashed retail folks and then these big wholesale orders potentially coming in, for, uh, then, you, you know, one of the problems that we often see is that um, the experience is the same for everyone. Instead of saying, hey, high-value restaurant owners, come over here. We have special stuff for you. Right? Absolutely. No, that's absolutely right. And why segmentation is so important for for conversion rate optimization. Because once you understand that, then you work your way backwards. And this is what sort of working your way backwards from the customer numbers reveals the priorities of optimization of the entire system. So in that particular case, we worked uh, with that website to create a path specifically for commercial orders that had examples of commercial projects that had not only uh, loops into the e-commerce system, but also a separate engagement path for people who wanted to get quotes or who had inquiries about trade discounts. That's right, because you know what they care about is you know as like other people in my vertical industry, if it's business to business, that have had a good outcome with you. They also want to know that they can do this via purchase order and not have to put two hundred thousand dollars on a credit card and you know unreasonable things like that, right? So yeah, there's a completely different set of needs that needs to be addressed for for segments like that. Absolutely. And we see that everywhere. We see it in almost every campaign we've ever worked on, that you can segment that and that that segmentation, the fallout of that are decisions that happen at every step of the way, working all the way back into the advertising and what you pay for advertising that leads to those different value chains. And back to our earlier discussion of pay-per-click agencies, it also 
means that you have to have very different messaging for these folks. Absolutely. And a really good understanding of value because we're in such a competitive time now where 10 years ago you could show up in the auctions and you'd probably make money. And you know, six or seven years ago or maybe even five years ago, you could show up and then cherry pick the things that work. But now everything is so competitive, you have to make the math work. You have to understand what the competitive looks like, uh, landscape looks like and then focus on the things like CRO that are going to make the math work in order just to be competitive. Okay, so it sounds like you have to understand what your business segments are, number one, understand their value, number two, and then, like you say, work backwards from the on-site experience all the way back to the traffic acquisition to make sure all of that is in alignment and on point for them. Yep, absolutely. And I think one of the biggest challenges there is that most of the tracking tools that are available to all of us as marketers don't work very well for understanding the complexity of user behavior. So one of the things that we see a lot and one of the things I'll be talking about in Las Vegas is what happens when you have a rich media mix and a lot of that interaction crosses channels or goes completely out of channel beyond your ability to track what's actually happening. And we see that happen with almost every piece of media that goes beyond search. Well, give me an example of of, of where that falls down or or how you do that. Absolutely. Display ads, I think, are a great example. Um, Display ads, we have very rich data that shows that in almost every case, 70 to 90% of the engagement you get from display ads comes from people that never click on an ad. And so if you're using click-based tracking or you're evaluating based on click-to-conversion numbers, you're probably undervaluing display ads by, you know, maybe 7 to 10x. Wow, that's uh, kind of a big number. Uh, So what you're saying is it's an assist, you know, like I was watching this special on the Philadelphia Flyers hockey team. I mean, you get just as many points, I believe, in hockey for an assist giving the puck to the guy that scores the goal as you do for actually scoring in yourself. So it's a selfless thing that helps the team, right? Well, I love that metric. I love that that's a concept. I don't think that that is very common in marketing, though. I think we're still wrapping our heads around the value of an assist. I think that remarketing is pushing that, but we're not there yet, largely because, um, as I've said a couple of times, As marketers, we've largely been dealing crack into the C-suite in the form of these nice, tidy little reports that uh, attribute every sale to a single media or a single uh, channel. And that's just not the way that users work. Yep. Well, we're going to touch on that uh, after our our last break here. But when we do, I also want to explore one of your dubious distinctions. I believe you are the first guest I've ever had that got arrested crossing into Saudi Arabia. We'll be back in two minutes after a word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. 
Brands, premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators, eBrands, Twitter management app, analytics and mobile site generators, eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Time now to hear some more LPO, landing page optimization. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization, speaking with my guest, Soren Ryard from Working Planet. Soren, arrested for crossing into Saudi Arabia. Uh, yeah, probably better explain. <laughs> <laughs> so before starting Working Planet, my co-founder and I met as research scientists where we were writing algorithms for processing satellite imagery. My, my background's definitely in statistical modeling. And the most fun part of that is actually getting out from behind the computers and going out and doing field work where you actually see what's out in the real world. And so I was leading a field mission in uh, Kuwait following the first Gulf War looking at the impact on the desert. And there's not a lot of good landmarks out there on the <laughs> Kuwait-Saudi sure. Arabia That's border. A, go figure. And so, you know, and we're, we're snapping pictures and we have a lot of, you know, equipment to measure light bouncing off the desert and things like that, which all looks really shady to a border patrol, as it turns out. I found out after the fact. <laughs> so, yeah, I spent um, a very interesting four hours at gunpoint uh, on the on the Saudi Arabian border while um, my team back at uh, Boston University was getting everything sorted out and getting me freed. But uh, Wow. Okay. So um, you know, just a point of information, Saudi border cards, guards don't have the best sense of humor is what I, my takeaway. No. In the end, once they uh, <laughs> did get confirmation of what we're doing, they couldn't release this right away, but they did give us a lot of tea. Okay. Well, good. Three cups of tea, I take it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, just, just like, so a couple of uh, kind of closing uh, notes here. You know, if you had uh, a couple of pieces of advice, so I'm an online marketer, I'm involved in conversion rate optimization, or even driving traffic. Uh, how do I go about turning myself into a business analyst and go digging for this stuff? Who do I talk to in the company? What kind of information should I be asking for? What should? What are the first steps to doing something actionable with it? The first advice I would give is make friends with the CFO. Because they're going to be, one, the hardest person to convince about the effectiveness of marketing and the biggest champions for you once you connect all the dots and actually create this model of the impact of advertising on revenue. And they will become the biggest supporters of doing conversion rate testing because they'll understand the, the impact on the company's bottom line. Um, secondly, I would say... Look at the out-of-channel numbers. What's happening in brand, what's happening in direct visits to the website are hugely influenced by what's going on in the channels but are so often ignored 
in the overall views of what the effect of marketing is and what the effect of testing is. And that would lead to sort of the last thing that I would say is the thing that you will end up on is probably homepage testing because outside of search, there is so much influence in brand and no refer search that lead through the homepage and so many different audiences that you need to speak to that that is something that you're probably going to get heavily involved in, in testing over time. Okay, well, let's let's talk about that because that raises kind of an orange flag, if not a red flag for me, like the average discussion did for you. There are a lot of fingers in that pie. Oh, uh, yeah. Everyone wants a piece of the homepage. So uh, we found that that's usually a pretty political place to start. Any thoughts on uh, how, how to make everyone at the table a little happier? Lead with the numbers, I would say, is the way that we've, we found to get through that. And, and I completely agree. It is, it is very politically charged. There's a lot of subjective opinions by very highly paid individuals uh, involved in the homepage. I think you have to go to the numbers and paint the financial picture of what you're trying to achieve before you can get sign-off in order to go in and, and mess with the homepage pretty, uh, to, to a pretty great extent, which is probably what's going to happen in the end. Okay, so we're really good. to to recap what we've talked about is in order to make money as a business, you need to understand the value of different customer segments uh, coming to your business and all of its touch points. Understand the influence of the marketing you're doing upstream, and of course, optimize that in between, which is the conversion rate optimization piece. So if uh, there's a good starting point for uh, reading up on the subject of kind of modeling marketing and the value of it, are there any books, blog posts, podcasts you could recommend? You mean other than this podcast, I'm assuming. Well, of course. (laughs) uh, We hold these truths to be self-evident. I wish I had a good set list on that. Um, Basically, for our own training purposes in our own company, that would be fantastic. I think that some of the best things that I've seen really come out of the data side. And so seeing what people are, are putting out there around how to understand the data behind different channels would be some of the best things that we're seeing. I think that some of the attribution work is probably the right starting point because really once you start understanding the attribution problem and the ways that people are attacking that, you're going to have a lot of insight into ways to think about the bigger picture. Okay, I agreed with that. I just uh, delivered a keynote at Affiliate Management Days in San Francisco and a lot of the talk was about attribution modeling. So for those not familiar with it, that has to do with who gets credit for, like we talked about, a multi-assisted experience. They looked on this uh, page, they clicked this ad, they came back and downloaded this email. Who's ultimately going to get the credit and how do you apportion that? So looking within web analytics at the attribution modeling folks sounds like a real good place to start. Absolutely. Uh, and Soren, if, uh, if people want to, you know, can't get enough, uh, want to hear more of you besides Conversion Conference, which, by the way, folks, is going to sell out again. We're going to have record numbers and it's going to sell out like last year. Where can they find you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, at workingplanet.com. Uh, and uh, our blog there definitely talks about these issues on an ongoing basis. And I'm always happy to weigh in and chat about uh, specific problems that people are trying to solve. Well, terrific. Well, thanks again. Uh, Appreciate you being on the show. And loyal listeners, we'll see you on the flip side.